All right, Matthew, I know this is a long time coming, uh, and forgive me, I just uh, I put this off. So here's what I got for you in a quick video. I wanted to, to walk you through creating your listing ConnectWise, and then I also want to show you sort of how I would use that. And we can do this in greater detail when we get together in Santa Rosa, and you can actually watch me do it if you want. But I, I think you can use ConnectWise plus close in a way to, to quickly call and send emails to, to people to try to introduce yourself and at least get yourself started and, and on your way. But first, I want to walk you through creating that list within ConnectWise. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow the steps I've outlined on this uh, PowerPoint slide. And I'll send the slide deck to you as well. But um, you're going to go to marketing in, the, in ConnectWise and find the communications manager, click into that. And then once you're inside of the communications manager, you're going to refine territory, phone, and company type to narrow that search to get to companies that are in ConnectWise that are not customers that you can follow up on. And there's a lot there. So, um, and there's a lot, you'll be able to see that there's been a lot of work done on it too in, inside of ConnectWise. The territory you want to set to SF North Bay. The phone number, you just want to narrow it so that you get all of the 707. And then company type, there's five different buckets that you can find prospects in. So using MSP, that means that we found out over the course of talking to them and prospecting them that they're using a managed services provider. So they're working with direct competitors, and you should certainly follow up with them. The same thing goes for in-house full-time. That just means they have a full-time person working for them. I'd suggest calling the CFO instead of call, or the CEO, or I wouldn't call into IT um, and avoid it at, at all costs. Um, it's just a lot harder to, to have the kind of conversation that we need. In-house split time means that there's somebody that's doing IT, but then is also doing something else. So a great example of that would be a law firm that has an administrator that's the office administrator slash IT person. We'll just kind of shorten that and call that person a slash. Using a consultant means that they're not using a managed services provider, but someone is delivering outsourced IT support and they're using some sort of consulting model. Um, and then finally, unknown, and there's a lot of unknown in there, we just don't know. So um, you want to take this data and you want to start using Gary's database management protocol and process with this. Right? So these guys should all start out as, as, as suspects. And then as they get a little more qualified and, they've, and we've been able to, to connect with them, maybe they responded to an email or they, they took a phone call or something like that, we move them into prospect. And then we try, now, now we're working to try to set up an appointment with them. And when we're out talking to COIs, we're asking, hey, do you know people in this company? And, um, and then we'll get an appointment or maybe we'll have a conversation with them and we're able to kind of frame them up around um, paying money decision, but they're not ready to meet. Those will then move over into Warm 250. And now they're even more qualified and better and they're getting invites to chamber events and things like that and um, the festival events. And we're getting, you know, there's, we're trying to build a relationship with those people. And that's when it gets really interesting with your COIs and we'll get to that later. But this is the beginning point out of, you know, working out of, uh, all right so now i'm going to show you how we do this so when you log into connectwise you find marketing on the sidebar over here right so marketing's right here you click there and you move over to the side and you find communications manager click communications manager 
And that gives you the place to search the database. So for example, if I press search, it's gonna search the whole database right now and bring everything back. But you can narrow it. And the way that you can narrow it, first, you wanna narrow it by territory. And a long time ago, we set up a territory called San Francisco North Bay. So let's start there and we'll narrow it there. So you can see we've got 12,618 in that territory. Now that's customers and everybody, right? So to narrow it down a little more, why don't we come over and, uh, oh, also that's in San Francisco as well. So why don't we come over here? We'll narrow it by area code. So phone numbers right here. And I'm just gonna type 707. And now we've got that narrowed down to 2,657. So we've been able to cut it down quite a bit. Another thing that we can do is using company type. And I think that's the, the right way to do this. And there's a number of them that I've outlined in there before, but I'm just gonna use using MSP. What that means is we've done some work and they're working with a competitor probably. Oh, you gotta go back here to search. So you can see there's multiple contacts. So Tom, Elizabeth for this company, this human resource company, and there's data that you can look at, right? Um, we don't know, doesn't look like we have any uh, idea about uh, the, the seat count. I don't see it there. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but if you work off of this, you could click into Elizabeth and there's her telephone number. You could call and you could dial the phone, try to get her email address. One of the things I like about working out of the, the web version of this is at any point I can bring clothes over, right? And I don't know if I know Elizabeth, probably not. I don't, so I don't have her, right? Um, so you can call if I wanted to, I could create a new record here in, um, and close, probably not gonna do that. And I wouldn't recommend you do it either. You don't have an email address yet. If you don't have an email address, there's probably no reason to get it into close. Um, I would go back and you click that button to go back. Um, let's do one that has an email address. So Barclay Agency, they've got 15 users. Um, not exactly what you want, but it's a call that you could make and they've got 15 users. So there's a whole bunch of history about with telephone calls and things like that. It looks like we've actually been out to see them. There's a completed opportunity there. They reached out to us. One thing that we're gonna need to do, and I'll show you that in a moment, but you know, um, Bernardo sent over a list of companies that are on his Warm 250. So before ringing in, you probably just wanna make sure that's not on that list. But then I would call and then to email, you can copy the email, bring close over, and you can send the email right out of close. And you can use one of the templates that you created, right? So I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna go here, and I have a template that I created called initial introduction, right? And if I wanted to, I could just send that, right? And now it's going to roll Steven in there, um, 
and then I can go back and put and place uh, place Stephen into a bucket and then let close automate the, the follow up for me. So I would in this sense, um, we know they got 15 users. He's a director. I'm probably going to put him in as a prospect. Um, and just keep working it right anyway, uh, I'm going to close out of that because I am and delete that draft because I am not going to do that. But that's how I would uh, I would pursue this. And then I would just keep going back to this list. And working my way down it. Cake bread sellers. That might actually be a good one. Um, there's this, uh, the CFO. We could try Kathy Hazel. All right. You see there's some work that's been done there. All right. So there's there's the, this this is how I would use this. If you have more questions, just uh, just let me know. Um, but that's how I would do that. I think I said it before, but just to to make it easier for you. I took a screenshot of the companies that John wanted to claim as his warm 250. And so they're right here. Um, there's a spreadsheet that I had sent to you that has this information, but I would just make a note of this. And these are, these companies are, are, um, are hands off for the next, for the next six months, but it's not a huge list and there's a lot of companies out there. So go get them, but just make sure that you cross reference with this with this list before calling in there because if you call in there it's just a waste of time because you're just going to have to hand it over to John anyway. All right, you've been asking questions about how I describe Insight superpower, and there's there are ways to unpack this. The ultimate way that we describe our superpower is with a site visit. It's an hour to two hours of time to unpack exactly what our superpower is and how it works. But you don't need that at initial stages. What you need is probably something like what I have outlined here. And when someone, I never really describe Insight's superpower as a superpower. I usually will say something like, look, we've been doing this a long time and other companies, they just can't do what we can do, right? And, and it's got more to do with our clients than it does with us. Broadly speaking, our clients view their technology as absolutely vital. And, and by that, what I mean is that when it doesn't work, it is so much more than, uh, than irritating. It is debilitating to the business. And so as a result of that, they don't accept bad technology and, and they will not accept a bad experience with their technology. So instead, they expect those systems to perform and they're willing to pay a price premium for Insight to look after them because we have a repeatable process that we're able to apply that consistently meets this expectation that they have for their system and, and the experience that they have with it. And they have come to believe that there is no other place to get it. They, they, they agree with us um, because it's really difficult to do. And so I'd be happy to talk more about that with you and, and, and kind of walk through what that looks like. Um, and maybe we could just get together. You know, maybe we could set up some time. I could come out to your office and, and we could talk. And that's kind of how I that's kind of how I describe it. We can go more on that um, if if you want to talk more about it, Sam, uh, uh, Matthew. All right. The the last thing when we were talking on the phone about twenty minutes ago, um, you had said I described kind of the value of the meeting in a way that you wanted to to, to try to capture. And so within, the, I went back and I looked, and I also sent you an email about 10 minutes ago at the time of this video 
that has information. It's it's a sheet very prepared. Um, it's a word or PDF document, a couple of pages. It kind of describes the telesales process um, in written form. So I encourage you to read that. I also really want you to go back and listen to those videos um, and listen to it from the perspective of, a, of the process, right? You open the call. You're deliberately trying to um, help the prospect understand they're in a sales call and get them to tell you one of the major um, nodes, right? I've already got it. I don't need that. I'm wasting your time. You're wasting my time. Send me some information. Because then, then that's where you go to work. Um, you want to create a little bit of space. Um, you want to escape a little bit, maybe use a little redirect, and then you want to use a standard travel sales nugget like the one that I use. And there's multiple ones that you can use, but this is the one I use and get them to ask you a question like, well, how? I don't get it, how? And then you say, well, that's exactly why we'd want to get together. How about if we set up some time? So what I say to people, they'll you know, say, we've already got this, or hey, Jason, appreciate it, but I just, we're good. We're, we're fine. I'm like, look, I hear you, and, and, and I, I appreciate the fact that I called you on the hop here and you got other things to do. Um, but I have a pretty unique perspective about technology. And that's kind of independent of, of who you're working with. And I understand a lot about what spending what, what level of spending results and what sort of performance expectation you should have. Risk profile, those two, other two pieces kind of create for the business. And most people, when they sit down with me, they find that perspective useful um, and, and a good use of time, particularly now with all of the concerns around cybersecurity. And I'm not saying that you're going to work with me um, because we have this conversation. I just think it's valuable and I'm happy to trade what I know with you for the chance to meet. Would a meeting like that work for you? And then usually they're, they'll say something like, I just don't have time for it. And then I'll say, well, we don't, you know, that's fine. We don't, I'm, we don't have to meet tomorrow. What if we just set up something for two weeks out or a month? I usually won't go more than a month out because then they just, it's just so much easier for them to, um, a cancel um and then at that point if they still don't want to meet i'll just go okay fine let um i, I get it and, and i understand at the, at the very least could i at least send you my contact information if something changes in your situation i i'd love the opportunity to to, um, to shake your hand and get, and get to meet you and they usually say that's okay right and that's a conversation that i'm moving from suspect to prospect maybe even kind of if i if i know they're the right size and I've talked to them and I've gotten to send them an email, I might even move those people to my warm people, depending on how big they are. So that's kind of the, the, the process. You're using the meeting as a way to try to, to get forward momentum, but, but there's so many other things that you can learn about a prospect um, and using the phone to talk to them. And I think it'll just be really good for your confidence and, and building up your, your sort of ethos of, 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 and I love what you said on the phone about, about you know, really being an entrepreneur and running your own sort of portion of Insights business up there in the North Bay. All right, I hope this was helpful. I'm gonna end this now. Um, if you've got other questions, by all means, give me a call. Uh, watch this more than once if it's helpful. And uh, I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care, buddy.